Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. at the casino She lost all her money Alright, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday. Uh, that's my man Patrick plays jams intended to soothe the tortured solo sports fans who might have had a tough weekend. Uh, that was definitely Texas baseball. We had a text that said, so on Friday, who was the dummy calling for a sweep over OU? Talking about a sweep before a pitch is thrown. It's the same as telling a pitcher, dude, it's the eighth inning and you got a nice <laughs> no-hitter going. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that was Zay, if I'm not mistaken. It was not me. He was just talking some trash. Yeah, he was talking trash. Well, it's OU. We always talk trash at OU. We talk trash at OU, so I'm not blaming him for that. Nobody thought they'd break out their brooms. That's why Harris didn't show up today. He did not <laughs> want to talk about Texas baseball. He's like, now, nah, if I don't show up, they're going to talk less No, and they Texas moved baseball. the game and the weather is nice, which <sighs> I was telling my buddy I had some Sunday plans. and I was like, well, it's supposed to rain. And I was like, you know what? Texas oh. moved the game, so it'll probably be fine now. <laughs> if they didn't move the game, it was going to rain, but Texas moved the game. We had to change our schedule, so I'm assuming it'll be fine now. You got a texter also saying, hey, I can hear my uncles playing dominoes right now with this song. <laughs> I said I thought of Bucky Godbolt when I heard this. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like the Bucky's going to call in right now. I know. I know. Bucky, Bucky called in last time I played some Johnny Taylor. <laughs> Did he really? Yes. Like, I called in like, when I played him Johnny Taylor last week. I do feel like that's Bucky's jab right there when he's uh, gardening half naked. Oh, that's or, a good. That's some good stuff right there. Or butt naked. I think he actually guards naked. I hope he doesn't do it anymore anyway. Uh, but either way, also, <laughs> it is a National Bucket List Day. My man Patrick said he wants to hear about your bucket list items, so thank you guys for your participation. Send in your bucket list items all uh, day long. One here says, my bucket list item is to hook up with a beautiful, <laughs> uh, muscular woman and a gilf. Yeah. I don't even know why the muscular. They could be the same one. He wants to, oh, could be. The same one. I, I would say when I was at Texas, though, I, one of my big regrets, I never dated a volleyball girl, a, volley, well, a girl who played volleyball. Yeah. Because I, you know, because they're obviously much larger, most of them like over six foot and they're very athletic. You know, I'm I measured it at five, nine and a half. Oh, actually five, eight and a half at the combine. I'm just gave myself an extra inch. <laughs> you know, most guys out there, you you if you feel me. But uh yeah, I always I dated track girls, soccer uh ladies. Oh man, I went I mean, I went around uh, the athletic yeah. department as much as I could. Uh never a volleyball girl. And I think to myself now, when in your life are you gonna get get a chance to date a woman like an Amazon, like that beautiful Athletic yeah. Amazon. Like I never would have got that chance because in everyday life, those kind of women don't date five eight guys. Like she would date me in that yeah. world because we're in the athletic department world. I'm a football player, so my height. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I even though I'm only five eight, I may be like I don't know four inches shorter than her or whatever. She'll look past that. She's like, oh no, he's a great athlete. He might play in the league, that kind of thing. These days, you can't just go up to a six two woman in a club when you're five eight. That don't work. 
No. You could, but you're going to be you're gonna be, you back be standing on your percentage. wallet. You better exactly. be standing on your wallet. <laughs> you better, she better see you drive up in something nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you got a Rolex or something. So that was one of my big regrets. I wish I'd have yeah. done that. That's I guess it's still technically a bucket list item, but I am married. Yeah. And my wife is no, not I had, a, I had, a, I had a fun night with a Miss, <laughs> uh, a former Miss Fitness USA in Mexico once. There who you was, go. Who may fit into both of those categories. Boom. It's a little bit of an older woman. I was, yeah. I was younger, so I don't know how. You know when you're young and you don't know how old somebody is? When you're yeah, like in your yeah, early twenties, you and you're like, you're like, she's older than me, so she could be thirty-five <laughs> or sixty-five. <laughs> no clue. You don't care. No clue. You're like she, she looks good for her age, though. Whatever age she is, she looks damn I, good for her it's age. Like I was Miss Fitness. I'm like, don't tell me the year. We're oh, good, dude. So you, so you got, so you got a chance. To see, I, it's good because when I get massages, I, sometimes if I, and I don't care if it's a man or a woman, but I do want a strong hands, and ideally, I want a woman with very strong kind of hands. So I do want a muscular woman to rub yeah. me down. So I think a part of that is the volleyball thing. She'd be strong. Man, can't be, she she can't. can manhandle me a little bit. Yeah. I want to be manhandled. I've never been manhandled before <laughs> in my life. I like a good, you know, volleyball, just a manhandle. I'm 5'8". She just has her way with me. I, I'm, I'm, you know what? That, that's on my bucket list. But now it's over. It's I'm, over. I'm married to the woman I love. If you're listening, baby, I love you. Yeah. We're gonna have to get her some some one of those grips chinksters. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get manhandled by this no, bodybuilder? No. No. Okay. No. All right. No, she was she was very fit. Fit. She was very fit, but and she, she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't like just. Throw I'm not. A I'm not a, a tiny, I was. I mean, I was much skinnier than, but I was not. I'm not a small guy. <laughs> uh, this is true. All right. So now we. I think we gave way too much information on that one, but I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> we found out earlier with same TMI type exercise that Patrick, at one point in his life when he was 18, went paragliding through the Swiss Alps. Yeah, I went to Europe for like two thing. weeks. Just, we just went around Europe. He just dropped that on us at the beginning of the show. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm your neighbor. I live like a mile from you. I've been knowing Patrick I, since look, we started I, working I, here. Before we started working here, you never dropped that on us? All right. I would, say, I would say you're my only neighbor who knows that, but there, <laughs> we do know some other people that I used to live yeah. like down the street from you and my friend who still lives there. Yeah. So they probably know that. I, I'm sure they've forgotten it now. Yeah, but. but still, I didn't know that. Now, I, I can't forget it. I'm gonna drop. I'm, I'm gonna brag to other people about your your story. <laughs> so I think it's cool. Uh, we had a text that said they wanted to go cage diving with sharks. Uh, we said no because we didn't think that was very safe. And another text said vending machines will kill twice as many people as sharks every year. Is that true? Or are you just throwing out random factoids on the Specs text line? It may. I mean, I imagine people rock those vending machines and get caught underneath. You're already famished, so your starvation <laughs> is coming even sooner. Uh, that is true. Uh, someone says, uh, last bucket list item for me is free diving with great whites. So, man, they, it's a big, people want to do, they want to go with sharks and do very dangerous things with sharks. It's like four or five texts about shark yeah. diving here. Yeah, I don't know. Is I've it never... Shark Week coming up? When is Shark Week? <laughs> I don't know when Shark Week, when Shark Week, which is just celebrities with sharks now. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's barely, it used to be about sharks and then it got really, then it was like all the, the people that are like, we're searching for this. And then you'd watch it for six hours. And at the end, they'd be like, didn't find it. You're like, what? No, I stopped watching Shark Week when it was supposed to be Michael Phelps racing the shark. You remember this? Yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't really ever Michael Phelps racing the shark. I no. thought, listen, they just put them in a tank right next to each other, yeah. separated by some, I don't bulletproof glass, whatever, and let them race the damn shark. No, they didn't do that. It was like some computer-generated thing. So nah. that's when I, I never went back to Shark Week after that. Done. I was sold the bill of goods. I was done. All right, bucket list items on the spec text line. Keep hitting us up, 512-337-3776. All right, we're just going to go rapid fire through all the breaking news of the day. All right, we start off the show talking about good news for Texas basketball. Let's take that back. Great news. 
for Texas basketball. Dylan DeSue returning to Texas. He announced that via social media over the weekend. Also, uh, right on the heels of that, I want to say it was like within an hour of that news breaking, uh, Caden Shedrick uh, via the transfer portal also announced that he would also be committing to University of Texas. He is a top 20 transfer portal prospect um, based on the 247 rankings. I think they had him at 17th overall. He does have two years of eligibility left. Um, was averaging around uh, a little little less than seven points per game, um, five rebounds, but is a force uh, at the rim, protecting the rim. Averaged almost two blocks, two blocks per game uh, last season. So along with him and also Dylan DeSue returning, Texas basketball getting some much needed positive mojo and momentum and now Patrick we can we can see it it can it, it's starting to look a lot less cloudy we get more clarity about how Texas men's basketball is going to look the the future of it with Rodney Terry's vision yeah i think we're starting to see you know that he wants to he's definitely uh, unlike the the Chris Beard model was not a great model for big men so he was able to get some decent big men but not centers and guys like Shedrick, that are going to be good. Like I, I don't know if that would have been a Chris Beard guy. Let's put it that way. And so we know he hasn't. He hasn't been. It's not like you're getting an all star out of him where he's played a ton of minutes. He's going to get more minutes this year than he's probably gotten in in years past. But he does have really good block numbers. He's got good rebounding numbers for the minutes he's played. I think he's going to add a lot to this team. And we now we get to see if Texas is able to land another guard or two. But Ron Holland coming in there too. Your front court is really starting to come together. Yeah. Uh, Anna Mekway, who played some minutes for Texas this year, is going to be coming back as well, I believe. And so he will be a part of you know this front court rotation. He may be slipping into that 3-2 position, kind of like Timmy Allen used to play. Yep. So we we may see him in that little bit of rotation, depending on where the uh, – where the other transfers coming in hey, in the guard position. I like how you keep it positive, baby. Look, there, look we know there will be more transfers more coming transfers in in the guard yeah. position because Texas doesn't have a full lineup of guards yet. So yeah, you know yeah. you're getting some. The question is, are you getting the guys you really, really want? Are you getting the leftovers yes. in the transfer portal? Are you getting guys that are dying to come to Texas? Or are you stealing away teams from, like this Shelton was a guy that could have gone to Duke Yeah. Uh, when Duke lost out another transfer because uh, Filipowski is coming back. And even getting him over K-State right now, considering how hot K-State, K-State is. K-State looks good. People yeah. really enjoy like They like the way uh, Coach Tang mm-hmm. coaches. Is, so. yep. That's that, I, I I love that news over the weekend for Coach Terry because like I said he was it wasn't bad news necessarily that Texas was getting via the the headline since Coach Terry took over but they weren't getting any good news no none of those uh you know kind of good mojo news stories these are good mojo news stories that start a lot of momentum and it's crazy to say this but perception is reality in the transfer portal realm a little bit because they note that that momentum is noticed yeah and we'll by say- other prospects in the transfer portal and stuff like that. I know Max Asmus, who's one of the top mm-hmm. prospects in the transfer portal from Oral Roberts, is was here last week. So that is another name that he is very sought after. Basically, and, every college-based basketball program is trying to get him to come in as a graduate transfer out of Oral Roberts. And paying close attention to so, additions. This news, I know he yeah. just came in. Maybe maybe DeSue is happy with that news, too. So hopefully, maybe, maybe, I, we hopefully. No, I, there's, there's no lock on that one at all. Because you read reports, and basically every college basketball program is looking at him. And a shout-out to uh, BMDs, big money donors out there. Uh, like I said, I, Dylan DeSue, I believe the big issue was, just kind of what I was able to piece together, was that he he did want to come back to Texas, but the potential 
uh, revenue, a uh, potential payoff for him going pro um, could have out would have outweighed what he would have made in nil money here at Texas. And I believe basically they just need to needed to agree on a figure um, that would have you know been suitable for him to come back to Texas. And obviously they uh, they were able to step up to the plate. So shout out to the BMDs, big money donors, because uh, I do think nil played a huge role in doing the suit coming back to the forty acres. All right, other big news today uh, in the NFL world, it is a done deal. It was actually something that broke live on air. Adam Schefter, I believe it was on NFL Live, <laughs> when he got a text, and he read the text, and the text was that uh, Aaron Rodgers had been traded to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes, you got a pick swap. First of all, the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, um, and then they also get the number 15 pick in the 2023 draft, so a first-round pick in the 2023 draft and a fifth-round pick. The Packers are going to get the number 13 pick in the 2023 draft, so that'll be a you know, basically that that pick swap, if you will. All right, there will be a pick swap, and then they'll also get a sixth round pick, um, and they also get a second round pick. And if Aaron Rodgers plays at least sixty sixty five percent of the snaps, uh, there's a second round pick that is conditional that will become a first round pick in twenty twenty four. So, if you just want to simplify it, I think the fifth and the sixth round pick. Cancel each other out pretty much. Draft value chart probably would have the difference negligible. Uh, I believe the first round pick swaps, 15th and 13th, that cancel each other out. So what you're looking at is Aaron Rodgers traded for a second round pick and either a second or a first. So basically two seconds or a first and a second. That's basically what it it came down to in my opinion. And honestly, I like the trade for both sides. I do think an Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder – just like the Aaron Rodgers that was upset when they drafted Jordan Love and he felt slighted and he felt, you know, that um, everybody had counted him out. Everybody thought he was done with, he was done for. Um, and I think that was a big part of the motivation uh, that led to him being an all-pro that year and also being the MVP. I think you have a similarly motivated Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder right now that is has read all the headlines about how people are frustrated with Aaron Rodgers, how he's a diva how he's, you know, right now he's more of a headache than he is a help to any organization. Um, I just think it's, a, it's, it's, it's like the hot to crazy ratio. We always say with women it's a hot to crazy ratio. Is she as hot? Is she as crazy? Or is she crazier than she is hot? Because if she's crazier than she is hot, then you need to move on. But if she's just as hot as she is crazy, then that's okay. As long as she doesn't cross the Vicky Mendoza diagonal. A lot of people believe that Aaron Rodgers had crossed the Vicky Mendoza diagonal and he was crazier. The darkness retreats, the ayahuasca, you know, he always uh, getting into, not getting into it with teammates, but is he not being um, openly friendly and amicable with all of his teammates? Um, some people thought, you know what, that's way too much of a, that's more of a burden than a benefit. I still think he is just as hot as he is crazy. He's right there on the on the cusp. Like our texter said, if you watch Ted Lasso, he is Zava. And Zava, Zava's legit. Zava works. Zava scores. Zava keeps him in games. But Zava will end up having a, a potential detrimental effect on the team if th- there aren't certain guardrails put in place. And I go back to Patrick's point about Robert Sala. Yeah. And that's the point. Is, is is Robert Sala going to be able to work with Aaron Rodgers well enough if this offense doesn't if if things don't click? Because if everything clicks, he's got the Robert Sala's got the defense running, and Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers got that offense running, and they're winning games. Then it's smooth sailing. 
There's nothing to no, – there's no problem. Mm. Now, normally, injuries happen. Normally, there's going to be bumps in the road. A team figures out your offensive game plan and, you know, you have a rough week or whatever. How is Robert Sala going to be able to deal with that? How is he going to deal when Aaron Rodgers comes in and he hears that there's a leak? Or he hears that this news story got out of him. Uh, you know, wide receivers are saying that Aaron Rodgers is hard to work with. Mm-hmm. How is he going to deal with that? Those type of things is going to be a big question. I'll add on to your, your chip on the shoulder. If we've seen Aaron Rodgers reacting to people saying the Jets only hired Nathaniel Hackett because they were going after Aaron oh, Rodgers, his reaction has been, don't say that about Nathaniel Hackett. He's yes. a really great coach. And to say that belittles him. I think that's another chip is that he feels that he got the raw end of the stick with the Denver in Denver. And so he wants to win for the Nathaniel Hackett as well, because that's his friend. And he's like, Y'all are saying that my friend sucks at coaching. So I want to go prove everybody that they're wrong about that too. That is so true. Because remember, initially Denver hires them. The report is that they were want to be in the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. And they felt the best way to get into Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes was to hire his BFF. Yeah. <laughs> and they thought, uh, we don't get him this year. Maybe we'll get him another year. Then, of course, they end up settling on Russell Wilson. That's a great point, Patrick. I say he's, and obviously, Nathaniel Hackett's motivated too. But I think when you got an Aaron Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder, that's when he's at his best. It really is when he's at his best. And like I said, he's, he's definitely got that chip on his shoulder. I know the skills have deteriorated to a certain extent. Father time is coming for us all. But you guys know quarterbacks are aging gracefully. And he's been he's been big into being a hippie ever since he started. He, he was dating, oh, I forgot the last girlfriend's name, the Hollywood star. Yeah, I can't remember either. But. Yeah. <laughs> she was kind of a hippie. And I, I think he's getting into the kind of – you know, taking care of his body, being more natural, that kind of stuff. He's speaking at the uh, convention for. Oh yeah, he's speaking at the uh, the psychedelic, right? It's yeah, like, psychedelic. It's like one yeah, of those, whatever it's called. Yeah, yes, yeah, he is speaking there. Yes, he is. He's like the he's like the keynote speaker. Yeah. He's well, like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be the secondary speaker anywhere. <laughs> Well, he he now believes in the the power of like psychedelics and like yeah. their basically their ability to help you through trauma or work your way through trauma and things like that. And I'm not hating on that, but that's what I love about Aaron Rodgers. He is he's outside the box, but he is he's not boring. Like it, no, it's, he's not. No, I mean when someone's trauma is Alex Smith getting drafted over you. That's. <laughs> I don't know what it's, but he's got some with his family. I know, I know he's know got family he's stuff. Got, I'm just making fun of that. Yeah. Still, there's still a story that NFL Network had a was run ready to go with their Alex Smith, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, two hours after that news broke, <laughs> put it on TV. <laughs> run the special. I know, and Aaron Rodgers because he is unfortunately he's he's got a lot of diva in him, and your culture's got to be right because Aaron Rodgers, I do believe, can toxify culture over time. Yeah. The beauty for the Jets is because they got a lot of great young talent and all those great young players are going to be looking up to Aaron Rodgers, Zava. Hey, teach us the ways. Teach us the ways. And the good news for the Jets is he won't be around long enough to to, to basically turn that entire culture into a toxic culture. The toxicity only has a certain amount of time. Yeah. Right? To to, to lay hold. So I think think ultimately he's going there. He wants it to work. They want it to work. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl. Um, will they make the playoffs? Is the question. That's the yeah, question. They have to make the playoffs, right? So they will make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I, unless that something divi- goes. That division in, alone is tough. It is, but I think unless something goes catastrophically wrong. So you're saying are three teams from that division are going to make the playoffs? No, but I could see Miami or I could see Miami regressing if to if they if hurt? they don't have health at quarterback position. Yeah. And the Bills, it's I mean like they've just been good for so long. You never know. And the Brian Dable. Uh, Impact. I think you brought that up was yeah. astute. It, they have. It's not a. It's not a 
It's hard not a core regression. It's not a precipitous drop off. But they're not the same team. No, but they're, we went into the cracks are easier to see. We went into last year saying they were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and by halfway through the season, you were like, they're one of the favorites to win their division. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I it, that. it changed where you went. Oh, they're not on the Chiefs level, and they. You saw they weren't at that level of the AFC where now the Bengals are starting to maybe overtake them in that AFC conversation where who's going to be in the AFC championship game every year. And now the Jets are trying to get in there because you say the Bengals are, are in that conversation every year, the the Bills are in that conversation every year, and the Chiefs are in that conversation every year. Seems to be. And now it's, all right, well, now are we putting the Jets into that conversation as well as a team that they think for the next two seasons should be in that AFC championship game. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm rooting for it. I want to. I think it's. I think it'd be good for the league for it all to work. For and then what is Rodgers doing? New York City, New York City. Aaron Rodgers. I I can't because I can't wait for the media to follow him because we all agree the media in Green Bay. It, that's small town politics. Yeah. So they've done a ton of favors to help Aaron Rodgers look good in the media, look good in the press, and the New York media, they don't really operate that way. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Sauce, Cardi B, Sauce, Megan the Stallion, Sauce, but is New York needs to be on their best behavior because if not, he's going to want out. After the first year, yeah. he's going to say, I don't, like the, I don't like the city, I don't like the people, I don't like the fans. So everybody needs to you know, be delicate. He's fragile right now. Yeah, he'll just retire. He'll just retire. So I, I, I wonder if the media will have a little bit of no, – they won't. I wonder if some of the fans may have kid gloves when it comes to Aaron Rodgers because they know if it's not a good experience, he's going to be gone. Yeah, and for the record, uh, the last time the Packers traded a quarterback to the Jets, he did retire and then came back and, and played came for the back? Vikings. Just, just saying, that happened the last time they traded. They traded Brett Favre to the Jets. He then retired and then came back. I know it's so weird how history is literally repeating itself yeah. with these. With this, like yeah. he was, they got a quarterback they drafted in Jordan Love. Basically, Aaron Rodgers was Jordan Love except to Brett Favre. Traded to the Jets. Traded their, their Hall of Fame. All and pro boy, if the, the Packers, if the Packers could say we'll do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, if, if Jordan Love could be the next Hall of Famer we drafted a quarterback, <laughs> please let history repeat itself. As long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't allegedly send a picture of his Danny Woodhead to a female member of the media, I think we're going to be good. He will, but it's from a dark room, so he can't see it. <laughs> Do we remember that? Do you remember uh, this? Yeah, no. He also stole massive amounts of money from welfare funds in Mississippi. He has not had a great year, allegedly. Uh, he has not well, remember, that, yeah, that He's was, also suing members of the media, allegedly. True. I don't want to say allegedly now for everything. No, I don't want to get sued, right. too. That's the, the Mississippi thing, I think, now is fact. We know that he took, you know, money. Misappropriated funds. There you go. Uh, from those in the community that may have needed it. The the picture of his, like I said, his Danny Woodhead that he said, uh, that was uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. But he got now, in trouble for it, I'm pretty sure. So he uh, allegedly it, got in trouble for it. Well, the only woman that would have been able to identify it, well, I don't know, the only woman, but only a few women would have been able to identify I'll tell you, there's a bunch of women in Mississippi who could identify <laughs> it. Hopefully not, but if. In college oh, days. Wifey knew, though. You know, wifey looked at it and was like, damn you, Brett. <laughs> That's not me. Oh, it's you. Wifey knew. She's looked at it. It took a three seconds. I she, know them jeans. <laughs> I know them jeans. All right. Uh, it's Rod's Rather the Day coming up next. We'll get back to some of the uh, top items. We got to talk uh, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, Will Levis now favored to be the second overall pick. What the hell does that mean for the Houston Texans? We'll, we'll discuss it. And also, we have an, uh, clarity, up, an update on the S2 cognition scores that were leaked last week. We'll play that for you as well. Tons of uh, breaking news and tons of sports stories coming up next right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 on the Horn. 
choices. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, you've done it, it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Rod's rant of the day uh, right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to get into a couple of uh, items. There's a lot of breaking news to get to, so we're just trying to uh, hit as many bases as we can. But there is, um, there was obviously this S2 cognition test has become a big topic of conversation um, lately because the closer we get to the draft, uh, the scores of this cognition test have been leaked out. Now, we don't know if these are the accurate scores or not. Patrick brought that point up last week that even though these scores are out there, there is no guarantee uh, that these are the scores, the actual scores. We're just, you know, uh, based on the credibility of the reporter, uh, we're just hoping that they're doing their due diligence and that these uh, guys are trying to report the most accurate information. But even they could be getting the wrong information, too. Uh, It was reported by Bob McGinn, who is actually a very respected sports journalist, has been for a really long time, and he's got a lot of connections. So that's why the credibility of the report has not really been called into question, not by a ton of people. Um, The report from uh, Bob McGinn said that on this this S2 cognition test that Bryce Young got a 98% on this test, uh, Jake Hayner got 96%. Will Levis got 93% along with Jaron Hall. Uh, Clayton Toon got 84%. Anthony Richardson, 79%. Hinton Hooker, 46%. And C.J. Stroud, 18%. Yeah, that is a drastic drop-off. Now, we played the sound, the audio last week of the uh, creators of the S2 connection test trying to explain exactly what it is and exactly what it entails. So we already broke it down exactly what the, t- the test is, and it's basically just reaction and processing, how fast players can react and process. It is not an intelligence test like the Wonderlick, not different, d- different tests altogether. Uh, but it has become really popular among the scouts. So this score, or at least this report uh, about the C.J. Stroud score, because the rest of the scores just seemed like, oh, they were average or at least hovering around the average, or at least they were complimentary to yeah. that quarterback. Him and Hendon Hooker were the only yeah. two that were lower. Him and, and I think they said the average is around 80. That yeah. average is around 80-something. Remember, Brock Purdy scored the highest uh, on the cognition test last year. And, of course, that looked like it transitioned really well. I think I read that Joe Burrow scored a 97 on the S2 cognition test this year. And that was a really big deal because it showed that he had high-level processing for a quarterback. So, recently on the Pat McAfee show, uh, one of the creators of the test decided to go on to clarify this report by Bob McGinn that these were indeed the S2 cognition scores, um, here is what he had to say. The Stroud one was being used against them, and I know yeah. that that is not what you guys wanted at all. Where do the leaks come from, you think? Are the leaks accurate, and what should we take from that particular leak? 
Yeah. So I will say from the outset here that, um, yeah, the day that that happened, that those leaks happened, my phone was blowing up from general managers um, and, and, and our attorney. And so we can't speak on specifics. What I will say is the list of scores that I have seen, two of those scores are not accurate. They're not accurate at all. Um, and some of the reason could be for narrative purposes. The other reason is that they don't have context. So somebody could have gotten a list of very early scores. One of the athletes on that particular list I know um, had a difficult time making his way to the All-Star game. Things were delayed. Uh, he was in high demand. He was hungry, tired. It was 11 p.m., didn't want to do it. He was frustrated. We administered the test because we're asked to. Uh, we knew at that point in time, hey, we're gonna we'll get you again. We'll get you at your at your pro day, your thirty visit. We did that, and his score is significantly higher than what is being reported in the media. Okay, so I'm just Stroud. saying that. I'm not saying that it was C.J. Stroud. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm saying. Just that for context purposes, the scores that were leaked, there are a couple of them that are that are inaccurate, and there needs to be context behind that. Okay. So he didn't say it was Stroud's score that was low, but he did at least leave it leave it open, this discussion open that his scores may have been inaccurate. The scores that were leaked out about Stroud. I would, I would, I would have to think there that eighteen is inaccurate. If eighty is the average, and they're saying that Bryce Young got what the ninety eight on the score, yeah, I'm gonna say that C.J. Stroud that eighteen is probably wrong, and if not then why isn't David Mulligetta, who's the agent of C.J. Stroud, who I've said is arguably the Johnny Cochran of NFL agents because he got Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed deal with multiple allegations of mis- sexual misconduct against him. But I digress. He's damn good at his job. He knows what he's doing. He ain't no fool. All right? He lives right here in the ATX. So if he is letting, and maybe that was part of him pushing back, is to have this guy come out on the Pat McAfee show. But I haven't seen any other pushback disputing those scores, and it's been a, it was about four days now, yeah. right? We're going on like that thing came out on like Thursday night, I believe. Um, man, to me, I'm going back to my conspiracy theory that who is behind the the smear campaign of C.J. Stroud, and why is his draft stock dropping so precipitously? I don't know. Like I say, if I'm gonna get on the conspiracy theory on a grassy knoll. And like I said, we're just throwing out strange, crazy conspiracy theories. I'm going to go with, is David Mulligetta. He wants the draft stock to drop because he doesn't want the Texans to draft. Yeah, and I mean, I think Hardy said it from the beginning, too, that he says the reason they're not fighting back is because they know where they're going and they're fine with where they're going. Could be. And maybe it's the Texans. Well, if it, but if it's not, but wherever it is, wherever they think they're going or know that they're going, they got to promise that they'll get drafted, whether it's Indianapolis at four. Whether a team says they're going to, if they fall to three, they'll trade up for him at three. And if that's something like that where they're like, we'll trade up if you're still there at three, and they go, cool, we'll be there at three. Let me do my job. 18%. We'll be there at three. No, it makes sense. That makes sense too because we know David Mulligan is really good at his job. Yeah. And and I also tell you, (laughs) I I think one of the reasons this guy's coming out is because he knows, well, if we say this guy got 18% and then he comes out and plays well, because he didn't get 18%, then uh-huh. our test looks stupid too. That is true. Because now people go, oh, this test is not the definitive thing because this guy got such a bad, and he's fine. I agree with that. And, I mean, if he got 18%, Ryan Day needs a raise. 
<laughs> I think that's what they're trying to and to throw that out there. But like I said, we don't know who's behind. It could be the Texans. Like I said, the Texans could be deciding to go away from the number two overall pick. They don't want to draft a quarterback uh, with that number two overall pick, or maybe they want to trade out of that position, yeah. whatever, and they know there will be a ton of public blowback against them if they, you know, obviously go away from number two or don't draft the quarterback, and they could always go back to the draft stock, uh, the precipitous drop of the draft stock of C.J. Stroud and these scores and all the other reports as to why they did not draft one C.J. Stroud. Kind of cover their cover their rear ends. Yeah, I mean, and I it, and it's like I want you to draft the quarterback, but if you don't draft C.J. Stroud and you draft Will Levis, and C.J. Stroud turns out to be a better quarterback than Will Levis, which could be very hard, could be very easy. We don't because it depends. Because Will Levis sure is not a sure thing by any stretch of the imagination. So if C.J. Stroud goes, and if C.J. Stroud goes four to the Colts, and you draft Will Levis at two, and one of them beats you every single year because you're in division. That, that that seems like a really bad way to go. That if you're not going to take C.J. Stroud, you, I don't necessarily know if you want to take a quarterback there, and I might be more okay if you can make the deal to go get Trey Lance. Yeah, no, I'm I, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Trey Lance thing is an interesting alternative if they don't like the quarterbacks in the draft. They fell in love with Bryce Young and no longer, you know, believe that Bryce Young is an option because he's going to pick number one overall when all the different wise guys in Vegas and all the Vegas insiders, they have Bryce Young with the best obstacle number one overall. I would think about the Trey Lance deal and I would try to see if my valuation of Trey Lance, especially since the staff has familiarity with him, if it's a better overall evaluation of Will Levis or C.J. Stroud. And how did Trey Lance score? on this S2 cognition test. Yeah. Was there a well, report so about the that? So the report was that he originally, uh, they was thought it was around 70 to 80, and then they said, well, actually, it's a lot closer to what Brock Purdy got. And so maybe it was a similar situation to this, that the original leak was not the final test he took or something like that. It seems like there's much more that come to this test than just one number. And yeah, then people are looking at one number. And yeah, and the techs are right. The teams all have this information, and I know the teams picking, a lot of teams are run very well. And they are run without noise coming in from the outside. And then there's teams like the Texans who do have to listen to some outside noise because they're trying to keep season ticket holders at any, like you have to somewhere keep them. And they have lost them mm-hmm. at a large rate every single year. And you have owners that are going to listen to outside noise, even though the GMs and everybody else may say, hey, man, that's all That's all not true. He goes, well, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. There, there, there are owners that do that. Yeah, I know. I, like I said, I, the, one of the, I guess one of the factors or at least one of the different contributing uh, factors to my conspiracy theory about Mulligan is that the, the, one of the working theories is that the Texans don't want to work with Mulligan anymore. Like they – because of the Deshaun Watson thing, that they'd rather just not mess with a Mulligata client or anything like that. Like I said, these are conspiracy theories. Because behind the scenes, the Texans haven't leaked a lot, um, and there's not a lot coming out of the Texans camp. But all the the reports that are at least credible have the Texans at least now leaning away from C.J. Stroud. And maybe it's because they just want everybody off the scent, and they want C.J. Stroud. But I don't see why maybe they want teams to trade with him 
still don't see why so much mystery now. They're open to trading number two overall pick. They basically hinted they're not going to draft quarterback with number two overall pick, which I don't understand. Like You would think they could be, because a lot of teams have been, open and forthcoming enough to go, oh, no, we're drafting a quarterback. We don't, won't tell you what quarterback we're drafting, but we're drafting a quarterback. Yeah. And Texas won't even admit that. Yeah, like the Panthers are telling you we're drafting, drafting a quarterback. quarterback. We're not telling you who. Everybody assumes we know who, but they are not saying. Indy, Indy's basically saying we're drafting a quarterback. Yeah. We don't tell you who, but we're drafting the QB. Yeah, and the Texans will not say anything. They're being tight-lipped, which is good. You want to be tight-lipped as an organization. You you should be glad that you don't apparently have any leaks right now. But at the same time, you, there's no one that has a lot of faith in you to not mess this up. Yeah, and I, I don't either. I do. I, I'm a Texans fan. I do not have faith in the Texans to uh, avoid di- their dysfunction and ineptitude in this draft. It's going to come back to Harlem. It has it every step of the way. It has every step of the way. They cannot avoid being their own worst enemy. They they did it when they they fired David Culley and hired Lovey Smith. They did it when they fired Lovey Smith before the last game of the season, screwed up the tankathon, so they got the number two overall pick. They did it again when they couldn't trade up for the number one overall pick, even you did it though. When, you did it when you uh, re-signed Brandon Cooks to an extension Brandon and then Cooks tried was, to trade him. Exactly. You've done it. You've shot yourself in the foot plenty of times throughout this. And so – I, say, I like the D'Amico Ryan's move. That was a quality move. That was a great move by them. Yeah. I love that hire. Other than that, the draft, Nick Casario's draft, his first draft was good. It was good. Now, he didn't have any first or second round picks. Remember, he started in the third round, I believe. Yeah, with that. they gave up everything. Yeah, gave up and a the, lot. They were still then that they had Laramie the, Tunsil they had trade. The, then at the next tr- year, they also had a good draft because they had the Jalen Petrie and the Kenyon Green. So his drafts have actually been pretty good. He passed on Sauce Gardner, though. He did pass. <laughs> if Derek Stingley doesn't work out, you're right. That's going to come no, back to Stingley's Hong as well. been good, but Sauce Gardner seems to be generational at this point. It's one year, but it seems like he could be generational talent. Yeah. So he's, those who, and by the way, you get the Demico, you get credit for the Demico Ryan's hire, but you also you're paying have, three head coaches right now. Exactly. It's your third head coach, and you've been there for what four years. Yeah. So I don't know if I can give you a ton of credit for that. You know that that seemed to be easy. You've been. Working on screwing up the head coaching for a while, too. D'Amico Ryan seemed to be a no-brainer for him. But anyway, we'll get back to some more of the NFL news, notes, and nuggets. That was just clarity on the S2 cognition scores. But at this point, it's the silly season for a reason. We come back, we'll get into some other off-the-record stuff, but most of this is back on the record. we got to talk NBA. There are tons of NBA breaking news stories out there to get to. Rockets have a new head coach. Also, injury updates to some of these star power in the NBA playoffs. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, one on the Horn. Welcome back. Ball don't lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a smooth soul Monday, but it feels like a breaking news Monday because the stories just keep on coming. Uh, the NBA uh, right now is trying to, I guess, they're trying to keep up with the NFL. Since the NFL has got the uh, bombshell Aaron Rodgers story uh, that's kind of taken over the sports headlines. Uh, a couple of NBA nuggets. Uh, Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka has been 
uh, reported to be the, the head coach or accepted the job to be the next head coach for the Houston Rockets. That is reported by Adrian Rosnarowski. Uh, so that actually is a hell of a Woj bomb and a good one if you're a Rockets fan. Also, Adrian Rosnarowski also reporting that Milwaukee story Giannis Antetokounmpo um, is set to return to the lineup versus Miami tonight. Said he warmed up on the court pregame. Feels ready to return after missing games two and three. Um, also, uh, just staying with the NBA uh, topic here, a, a Rose did also report earlier today that Kings guard De'Aaron Fox did fracture the tip of his left index finger in game four. Um, but there's still hope that he will try and play game five on Tuesday. So Fox will need to play with a protective covering on the finger says uh, Walsh here. All right. Some other news. DeJounte Murray has been suspended for uh, game <laughs> four. That'll be happening tomorrow. He has been suspended for bumping a ref. Uh, so he'll be out of game. And also Kyle Anderson for the Minnesota Timberwolves has an eye injury that he <laughs> will be out for game four. So both those series seem much more likely to be closed out tomorrow. Yeah, I would love to see the just kind of a analytical comparison about injuries to star players in the playoffs compared to this season because yeah. we're just in the first round. I feel like we've had a ton of injuries to star yeah. players. And I mean, they're, part they're of playing it, through it, though. Yeah, and part they're of it is you're going to get hurt because you're playing more minutes <laughs> and you're playing harder minutes because it is a playoff game, so you're kind of having to take it up to that next level. But, I, yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is just that they're not used to the type of physical play that happens as much, and a lot of these guys fly to the basket with a lot more uh, – Force. Well, <laughs> they're they're they don't seem to think that they're going to get stopped in the air because it's like this is the playoffs. I'm not going to let you have the lane in the playoffs. Yeah, and in the regular <laughs> season, you may do that and yeah, get to the basket, or if you do, way. the guy yeah. will kind of catch you or something. Yeah, but in, in the playoffs, guys are flying to the basket, and the guy's like, "No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stand like a brick wall in your way. You're gonna hit me and hit the ground." Right, it's been like two injuries just from that alone. Like Jaw's injury was initially kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, Ja was a guy taking a charge. Was Giannis was a guy taking a charge. Giannis too, I think. was like that too. Yeah, yeah. and and I wonder. Is that the argument against load management that you have to almost callous your so, body to a certain extent yeah. to that type of play? Yeah, I mean, and that's you playing more will help out. It won't help out in like the Kawhi Leonard situation where, yes, he's, yeah. and, and all reports are that his knee actually swelled up. You could visually see it swelled up. So Man, it was he's not had a tough weekend. His sister was yes, uh, and, and uh, that that is people moment. are saying he they probably knew he knew about that going forward. I don't know how close they were, yeah, we siblings. Yeah. I, I'm guessing not close enough to give her a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, but but yeah, this, it's still you never want to hear that. Agreed. Other uh, news of her getting arrested. If you didn't hear, uh, she is being charged for for murder. murder. Yeah, so not not great news coming out of the Kawhi camp on that or the Leonard family or whatever. And they've already gone through a lot. Of the Leonard family. You're talking about yes. they've had some tragic deaths in that family, yeah. immediate family. Yes. So yeah. so Kawhi's going through that. His knee did swell up. So as as much as it is, he is a load management guy and is a guy that has zone doctors and everything else. There, all reports are that you could physically see that he was he was not faking it, and he played game two on a knee that was already swollen. Oh, I don't think any of these guys are faking it. I no, think no, they Kawhi, all Leonard, Kawhi Leonard they, is yeah. the one that falls he's, into the camp yes. of. He's been known to take time off for injuries that no one could verify. But actually, late this season, he has been the opposite. He's been playing a ton down the stretch of the regular, the second half stretch of the regular season, post All Star break, and of course in the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah, people, it's his reputation is. Load management guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's one of the key. And, so started, he's, yeah. and he's, I have my own doctor's guy. 
as and I have guy. all that. Like I'll I'll stay back in San Diego. And- I love how the Spurs pretty much popularized load management. Yeah. And then it blew up in their face with the Kawhi thing. Oof. It was taken like the right. Like, they're the ones. They unleashed this. They, they're the ones who actually put <laughs> on, on a, a injury report at one time. Tim Duncan age. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like mocking the NBA yeah. pretty much, and now load management out of control, and it blew up in their face. With and the you Kawhi know what? It actually it didn't fully. And the fact that if you're like when you see what Clippers fans are going through with this, where you're like, he is the best player. We had to go for him. Like any team would have done it. But we'll probably never win a championship with him because he can't stay on the court. Spurs fans are a little bit, you know what? Maybe not the worst thing that he left. Nope. It, it did not help us. But if you had a guy that was going to play 45 games a year for you and you had to pay him a super max contract, also not the best thing. And if you get Win Binyama, it'll all be win. Oh, if we get Win Binyama, yeah. It's like, it, was all, it, was God, it was all God. It was all God. Sorry, Uncle Dennis. It'll be like playing Drake, God's plan all the time. <laughs> <laughs> God's plan. <laughs> all right, we'll come back. We'll get into, uh, I should talk some Texas uh, basketball on the side a little bit, but also have a Texas football conversation I want to get into. There's a conversation being had about the University of Texas around the country, and I don't know if it's the conversation that y'all want them to have. We'll have that uh, uh, debate on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie. I wonder if we're not the horn.